This is your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes of jam-packed, up-to-the-minute news from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice every weekday. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Today's top story is the Iran narrative gets weirder and more complicated. Here's the story. So, Trump killed Soleimani. That's the story. Soleimani, the head of Quds, the extraterritorial military force of the official government of Iran. Then Iran said they would retaliate by hitting Americans abroad. Trump told them to run for cover. The missiles came. The Trump said, oh, nobody got hurt. We're done. You guys failed to retaliate, and you're standing down. Okay, so that's where we stand. Maybe Iran is standing down. I did see something that said they weren't. Okay. There's a side story about a plane crash or whatever, a plane that got went down, a Ukrainian plane in Tehran. Get to that in a second. So you and I both found this whole thing to be rather theatrical. Yes. Right? This whole Iran thing, the whole back and forth. Then I get somebody sends me a video, DMs me a video from Instagram, but it's a YouTube video, but I can't get to it. So I actually joined Instagram and still I can't like figure out exactly who it is. You joined Insta? Oh, yeah, sorry. (laughs) I don't know. I'll have to figure this. There is a candid photo in there if you want to purely candid photo that that this will probably be your only opportunity to see me with that makeup on. I am going to probably shut that down. <laughs> Maybe I'll, I have to do one for Monica mixes though. It's up there. I just have to start populating it with pictures of my delicious cocktails. Anyway. So I went to Instagram to try to investigate this guy and I couldn't, but I posted it anyway on Twitter and JJ friend of show Immediately was like, eh, I don't know. I don't know about this guy. I've heard of him. You know, I know who this guy is. Brandon something or Brendan something, Australian guy. Uh, but the, so the video had a very interesting thought in it. But I think this guy is some kind of disinformation agent or whatever, taint agent. I, I think I'm going to have to invent that expression, taint agent. Taint agent? Taint. I understand that there are Two possible definitions of the word taint. What? You know what a taint is? No, I was just. A taint is like. I know exactly what a taint is. (laughs) You can also, but you can, it's tainted. He's there to taint real information. Yeah. Right. So he's not like, it's it's not necessarily disinformation. It's just tainting real information. Maybe. I don't know. But so here's the narrative that I got in this. And I was like, wow, that makes sense. And then that narrative, JJ pointed out, is just popping up all over the place. And it's this. Soleimani was like a real, radical, true blue, patriotic Iranian. And the religious guys are our puppets there. And I'll tell you, the whole Iranian thing is so, I have never really been able to peel it away. So the Ayatollah was educated in Paris. And this Ayatollah, the first Ayatollah, this Ayatollah was educated in Scotland. And we let the shot, we put the shot in in the 50s, but then we just let him die in the 70s. Like, And then like the Iran-Contra thing, I think was about Israel 
selling weapons. I think Israel had people selling weapons to Iran during that time. And I think we backed both sides of the Iran-Iraq war. Like, there's all sorts of weirdness there. And something really, really weird happened the other day. I was talking to an Iranian who I'd known and just casually, and she never said anything like this before, and I was like, whoa, and I never saw her again. She said, I said, what? look at what we're doing in Syria or Iraq. And she said, yeah, I don't know why they can't do that for Iran. And I'm like, do it for Iran? She's like, yeah, just take those guys out. Like, go in there and overthrow the regime. And I was like, oh, wow. So then it made me realize, like, Wait, there this are is factions. An, I have a question. Iranian, yes. She must be. And this is recently. Fairly recently. Her. And fairly you've recently. never seen her again. Right. She relocated. Okay. All right. right. So I don't know, but whatever. I'm just saying, like, I never heard anybody say that before. And then it just points out that people have different loyalties, different factions. Yeah. Like, if you put in a new regime and you're connected to the – it's like Obama's stepfather. He was connected to the Indonesian post-coup. The U.S. did a coup, and then that guy went back to Indonesia because that he was on our side. And that's when Obama was there. But, like, so – there's all it's it's hard to peel away the truth, but that narrative, like, was the one thing that kind of made sense is that Iran let us do it because they wanted to get rid of that guy. Yeah, and they do all this bluster. Okay, so but this the video person doesn't have a lot of credibility, right, or whatever. Wait, that's so I what can't... the video person said yesterday. Yes, that's what I said yesterday on our show. I what said it almost looks like Iran let it happen on purpose. Oh, yes. We talked about that. Yes, yeah. we both talked about that. But I'm saying the reason he was saying that was true is that Soleimani is, was more loyal, radical Iranian. He just put the Y on it. Yeah. And then that – but, I mean, it opens up – if that were true, it really opens up like this many 3D chessboard yeah. thing. And then you have to wonder, right? So then you really have to wonder, is is this – it just made me think, like – because my son was asking me, why is Iran the bogeyman? Why does everyone hate them? Like, why are they the opposite? And, and I try – and I was like, well, there's this concept of the regional hegemon, which before globalism, if we really have a world government, it really won't be that hard. If we do what Rosa Quar wants and plug systems in everywhere – then then maybe you can have a global hegemon, but historically you've only been able to have a regional hegemon. So Saudi Arabia and Iran compete for that in the Middle East. You know? And so that's a narrative that kind of works at that level of the 3D chessboard, but does it really? Like what's in it for Iran? Those guys are not above reproach. They have Western connections, you know? So I'm just saying it made me think that a, a, a really plausible narrative here is – that in the interest of the strategy of tension, of course, we need, like in the Wall Street Journal today, it was a full-page spread, Iran, uh, Iran showcases its next-gen missiles or something. It's, it's, it's huge arsenal. Now, we, pay, we spend 50 times as much, 50 times, you know, you got to think of that as exponential, as much as Iran. So... So if it is all strategy of tension stuff and the world needs a bogeyman and that's it, you can take it another level and say, why does Iran do it? Why do we do it? This Ukrainian – okay, so the Ukrainian flight went down 
and it's a Canadian story. Trudeau's in on it. It's a Ukrainian story. Zelensky's in on it. And then I thought about it. I was like, does Trudeau have acting training? And he kind of has some acting. Zelensky's an actor. Trump's an actor. Are all these guys, even Putin and the Iranians and everybody, is all of this stuff primarily, I mean, this may sound like an easy answer to you, but it's, you got to get back to these touchstones. Is it all, all of this for the subjugation or propagandizing of their own populations? Like at what level are Putin and Trump and Pelosi and Netanyahu and the Ayatollah sitting down and dividing up? I see. Yeah, yeah. You know, like at what level are we dealing with? Because I always get back to that. Like Putin never really calls anybody out. He doesn't call out ISIS. He doesn't call out Edward Snowden. Now he could be using those limited hangouts to his own advantage or, and he does internally, or, you know, where does the game end? I just can't get my mind around. I don't think the game ever ends. I think it's a constant struggle among competing factions of elites and power. But I, I'm not sure it is. I'm not sure it is uh, it's really that competitive among the elites. I think it's super competitive. I think they are the most competitive people on the face of the planet. I think their egos and their desire to be the the – most memorable, the most powerful. I think, I think that individually, is... yes. But I think for them to know, like George Soros, he's not at the top of the pyramid. He's super powerful. He's probably egomaniacal, probably sociopath. He probably would do whatever. But he recognizes there is a structure in place that he has to, you know, it's like a matrix system. Not like the yeah. matrix, but a matrix organization, perhaps where you have to keep those connections going? I really don't know. It's an interesting question. Yeah, but, it is interesting. There is always the official narrative stuff. So I was having a um, back and forth with a tweep who I respect, I have fine relationship with, and we don't seem to be getting mad at each other. However, uh, I, 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 made, you know, I posted something that called into question the official narrative about the Iran thing, and... Uh, this tweet wrote back, oh, we should never have given their money back, like Obama shouldn't open the doors, whatever. And I said, you know, this is just a very superficial narrative. Like, why is this Why is this all happening? And he said, well, they would love to kill us all just for being American. That's a quote. I said, well, why would they love to kill us all just for being American? And the answer was, literally, I'm quoting, because they are insane. I don't buy that explanation. I mean, how can it's like saying that an architect is insane and his building is still plumb? Like you, there's a couple levels there. Yeah, there's a couple levels there against their own interests. Have no rational thought. Like, how does that? How many people can get together and be insane in the same way at the same time and work towards a common purpose? Oh, I think that that insanity. The insanity is going to be from what people on the outside see. People. Almost universally, when they take actions, have rationalized it one way or another in their minds. The people that are in control, that are pulling the strings, that are mobilizing, yeah, I think they absolutely use the idea that you need to hate 
a certain group or you need to hate a certain country, and this is going to be your motivation. This is going to be the way that we mobilize, whether it's around religion or whether it's around racial, whatever it is. They use those base tribal appeals to mobilize people, but they themselves, they could care less. They, they, that's not why they're doing it. The, the people that but pull the strings. But there has to be a reason. Oh, no, the and reason they do it, I think, yeah. It's this not. guy accepts the narrative that the people who are running a totally functional country are, quote, insane. And I think that that is part of the propaganda is to get people to yes, accept yes, that yes. so that we then in turn yes. will have no reason to talk or, or be diplomatic yes, with yes, them. Yes, yes, you can't. How can, I, how can I fight that, that right. narrative? It's ridiculous because I said to him, before you get into all this, I, I think your narrative is superficial. And simplistic, and you have to do some research and understand if it's a terrorism quid pro quo, who started it, why, what are they really up to? Just figure it out. Read a little bit, you know? Yeah. And he's like, what's the point of that? They're just insane. It's just like when they call people roaches and during World War II, they use these de- demeaning terms to dehumanize it. Yeah, it's emotionalism. Yeah. Y- you don't yeah. negotiate with a roach or something that you see is just disgusting and inhuman. Yeah. Uh, it definitely works because people just lose any conception. That's why it's better to just stay out of foreign affairs because yeah. they're not making sense of it. So why is your default, okay, give Trump a license to kill? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't make sense. Why don't you build an Iron Dome instead? We should buy some Russian S-400s and be done with the whole thing. There you go. Right. But this the flight— if you do look in the profiles of the people who were killed in this Ukrainian flight, they are all energy, government, um, finance. Like there's everybody now. Maybe those are the people who are on that flight who are connected to Canada and Iran, whatever. But it none of the profiles seem. Well, I don't know. I I don't know. It just I don't really care about the flight so much to be honest, because I think this whole story is just riddled with conspiracy theories meant to get our wheels spinning. The The one thing that might come out of it, every single plane crash seems to point to a desire to globalize data in real time, put really expensive things on planes to feed satellite data up so that you don't need a black box or anything. And yeah. who knows, maybe it'll be two-way to actually have control. You know, I don't know, but like, there's definitely something about globalizing air traffic that yeah. seems to be a subtext of a lot of this stuff. But the Ukraine flight, I just feel like it's meant to push us around in circles. Yeah. On the Iran Iran note, I did some more research last night, dating back prior to the death of the general, and a. Iranian leader back in 2017, an ambassador, his name is Mostafa Mazlazida, and he claimed that the United States has been trying to kill the commander, the general, Soleimani, for 14 years. He claims that we've been trying to kill him. Yeah, this guy who came up and started ranting about all this deep state stuff, didn't he do this publicly recently? Oh, I don't know. This is from 2017. Oh, okay. Because I got all this somebody yeah. sent me this saying some another guy came out and started ranting publicly about all this 
deep state backstory stuff. This guy said that his quote is that based on U.S. documents, the Americans have been seeking to assassinate him since 2003. This plot has been officially raised in the U.S. Congress. It has also been said that the abduction of a number of Iranian diplomats in foreign countries had been conducted because it was thought that General Soleimani was among them. Hmm. I don't know if that's true. That's what this guy claimed. This is what's his name again? His name is. How do you Mus- spell his last M-O-S-T-A-F-A name? M O S T A F A is his first name. His last name is M O S L E H Z A D E H. Okay, I feel like there is so much of this stuff flying around right now that it's intentional to make it seem, you know, just to. To make it seem even more complicated, sinister, you know, like there's something about it that seems weird. And there's a lot of conspiracies for conspiracy's sake. Reminds me of the Epstein thing. And I did want to say uh, an article popped up today, Ghislaine Maxwell. It says, oh, she's not in a safe house. She's she's a typical cosmopolitan. She wouldn't be caught dead in a flyover state. And, uh, you know, we don't know where she is, but I think she's dead. I saw a story yesterday where they're saying she's being protected in Israel. Oh, interesting. No, I think she's be maybe killed in Israel, like Possibly. her dad. They did release they pictures of Epstein's body during a 60 Minutes Ew. analysis of it. They did some interviews, and they talked about how, along with uh, releasing the very gruesome photos, they— talked about how the camera that was on Epstein's cell during his first alleged attempted suicide, it's just missing. The footage from that one's missing, and the camera focused on his cell on the night that he allegedly successfully committed suicide was damaged. So that camera's having a lot of problems, according to the 60 Minutes report, and one of the quotes— I mean, that's just ridiculous. It is ridiculous. One of the quotes was like, the interviewer was talking to the lawyer of his former cellmate who is absolutely certain that Epstein committed suicide, and she said, so the week before he committed suicide, he was taken off of suicide watch after an alleged <laughs> previous attempt. The night that he committed suicide, the guards happened to fall asleep, both of them, even though one of them is one of the ones who allegedly found him the first time he tried to commit suicide, and the cameras – or the camera focused on a cell – Camera footage is missing at the first one, and it doesn't work the second time. And you're saying there's nothing suspicious here. And he's like, well, no. Well, that's what, that's what – I noticed that same thing with this Iran thing. I noticed that right away with the Epstein story. Like, the story is how screwy the story is. <laughs> right. And, I, I mean, it just keeps – you could you, – it's like they're throwing red meat to two-bit conspiracy theories yeah. everywhere. That it's just that it's just too easy. It's this low hanging fruit. That's why I was annoyed that I fell for that video. Well, I mean, I'm not. I don't. The video could be mostly true. Yeah, but I just, you know. I think the Epstein thing from 60 Minutes is a here. Look, here's a picture of his body. They're trying to show yeah. to somebody. I don't know if that's his body. It's very gruesome. Yeah, see, it's gruesome. So you don't want to look closely. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I think it's so. Oh, I did want to say one last thing about there. Uh, this reminded me of you that the Trump bombing Soleimani, whatever, killing Soleimani, they're saying is when Clinton was getting impeached, he just popped off on Iraq. It was really pathetic and murderous. 
awful. And it, anyone who's paying attention, I think at the time was disgusted by it. So the latest article I read in some big thing, Washington Post or something like that, said Trump did what Clinton did. Fuck him. He's bad, whatever. But Clinton didn't really do it. Like what Clinton, they said Clinton did it and he didn't really do it. He wasn't really bad. It wasn't bad when he did it. But Trump is pulling that same trick. So one of the elements of the Soleimani thing is that Trump is killed Soleimani to take attention away from the impeachment. Yeah. Which it just that's, recycled old themes. That's they, a weak put up theory. a flag for me. Yeah. Like that's the go to. Oh no, impeachment. Better murder some people. Just doesn't yeah. seem like the best explanation. CES, I promised to follow up on some of the products that they're revealing at CES, a consumer electronics show, the world's largest technical or innovation technology show where they reveal all of the AI that's going to be running our lives in the future. People show up to these things just in awe to see this stuff that's going to be taking over their lives in the near future. One of them, another one was – I don't think I mentioned this one yesterday. Stop me if I did, but Segway. Remember Segways? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. they have a new product out. It's an egg-shaped transportation device, except it's the front of the egg is off. So you get to sit right. in the egg. You know, like you're, we're becoming so helpless. We're creating <laughs> like vehicles. That, yeah, that <laughs> we, we get back in the womb, really. Yeah, like you could actually – what they should do is put legs on it. That so would be hilarious. Just, you could be in a body that walks, but you don't have to actually walk. It's like because a, yeah. the Segway guy, the guy who bought Segway, fell to his death on a cliff using a Segway. He should have been using his legs. He could have been using this egg-shaped thing. It's a really stupid-looking machine, and anybody that you see in it, you're probably just gonna shake your head and go, "What is this person?" It goes 25 like the, miles um, an hour. It's an egg that goes 25 from, miles an hour. From Dune, who's like so like overweight grossly he can't walk or anything and he has like jet packs yeah it's like that around it's 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 a stupid device yeah some people will buy it it's good to walk you should walk you should walk too and it's so like fat and round this it's gonna i've just imagine this thing i already see these people shaped like it maybe i can see this thing bumping people off the sidewalk just weaving up and down like I mean, it's a really dumb-looking device, and I'm going to hate it when I see it. Oh, yeah, right. It's dumb. Uber fleet of flying taxis. Look for them in 2023 as they are teaming up with Hyundai to create flying taxis. Obviously, it's going to put the gig economy. They're not going to have people (laughs) flying these things. They're going to be automated. So they're just going to skip over. Well, that would be good news for the— Green New Deal, like for opponents of the Green New Deal, skipping over the whole redoing infrastructure for driverless cars. If we just take to the air. That's what it's for. Maybe that's what the uh, Joint Drone Task Force is, is going to be tasked God, with after drones. they figure out Colorado. Yeah. I'm interested what their explanation for that is going to be. It's getting big news. Yeah. So I think I told you about the smart homes and the smart cities that are on display What they're trying to do, or what they were trying to do at the conference, which I think ended today, is they're trying to give the smart technology more consumer-friendly image as opposed to the ominous Big Brother watching. And one of the ways they did that is they have this opt-in feature where you can use facial recognition to easily check in when you show up to the conference. So you show up, there's a camera there, it snaps your picture, and it automatically, you know, 
checks you on the photos of you that it has on file, and you can walk right in. It's so easy and so do simple. You, do you have to? Because no. I told you my husband got on a plane, and they did it automatically. He was unhappy. This is opt-in. I, I think he didn't even have to show his boarding pass getting on the plane. Yeah, this is opt-in. You don't have to, but they strongly encourage it because they want you to see how yeah. friendly and how no, super sweet like this that. facial re- recognition it, technology is. I think someday at concerts as well. Oh, I believe they will as well. And here's another piece of technology we can file in the humans becoming completely helpless <laughs> along with that egg-shaped device. It's a yeah. wearable technology to alerts you it monitors your stomach and alerts you when you need to go to the bathroom <laughs> oh my god i had no idea i had to pee it's not even, i had no idea that i had no idea right it's not even advertised as like a device for elderly or people who are incontinent it's advertised just a everyday regular device to let you know I mean, imagine that your watch keeps beeping. Why? I've had to pee for 10 minutes. It won't stop until I go. Maybe you should give it to other people. Like, here, hold my pee monitor, would you please? I, I, when it goes off, this meeting's over. I hope the alarm I hope the alarm just screams, you have to pee, you have to pee, you have to pee loudly. Yeah. So everybody in public. And, well, this next round of devices, which they – this is for the first time in 52 years, CES has allowed – smart sexual technology into the conference. We don't have to go into what this technology is, but I I have to say, guys, based on what I'm seeing here that this device does, no, I'm saying you might be put out of business with this smart female device that they have created, which is designed to create a come-hither motion. That's all I'll say about it. And um, that was the main product that... Is being talked about in the reporting it's in Vegas, of the story. Right? CES yes, is always it's in, in Vegas. Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. I told you about the time I went to Vegas, and I just couldn't believe how much it changed. That like everybody looked like some street walking schoolgirl. <laughs> Did I ever tell you that? Like, and I was just like, I texted my husband. I was like, "What the heck?" I mean, I, I just, I guess, I haven't been to Vegas in a while. And so he's like, "What hotel are you staying at?" And I told him, he's like, "Yeah, that's where the Adult Film Awards are being held Ah, that makes sense. <laughs> But I had no idea. So, like, I just thought Vegas had gone crazy. So, this Vegas pro- would be the yeah. place. This yeah. product won. About it. it won an award last year at CES, but then they took the award away because they didn't want to be associated with those types of products. But because of the backlash, they reinstated it and they've upgraded the product and they're back again. Oh, my God. This year. All right. Well, people have to Google that. Um, all right, so I wanted to give an. Uh, are you? Or is there more? No, I'm is done with the CES. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to uh, point out that the guy who escaped Japan, gone to Lebanon. Like, I think that thing is totally. Uh, there's some kind of thing going on there where he made this like two hour press conference yesterday out of character for himself. who's like a dignified person, like all emotional and everything. And basically created a kind of, um, you know, made the alliance between Nissan and Renault, which is he was going to solidify and supposedly Japan did not want that. And that's why they went after him. He now they got he escaped from Japan. Very screwy story. 
and his like histrionics are making not only them not get more entrenched with each other, but it's starting to fall apart. So I feel like that guy not only is calling attention to policy changes that Japan probably wants to make, but he is creating a situation at his former company that Japan probably wanted. So I think there's like something very screwy about that guy's story. I'm going to continue to watch it. And I have a lot of other stuff, but I don't want to get to it because I want to hear your uh, – you had a couple of things I wanted to hear. Sorry. Jesse Smollett – there's a Jesse Smollett story out. A judge ordered Google to turn over a year's worth of Jesse Smollett's emails, private messages, and photographs and wow. location data to a what? special prosecutor. Just generally? I'll tell you specifically what they asked for. Okay. The special prosecutor is looking into why the prosecutors abruptly dismissed criminal charges against Smollett. And in the warrants, the prosecutor is seeking information from his the Google accounts of Smollett and his manager, including unsent draft emails and delivered messages. He also requests files from their Google Drive storage services, their Google Voice text and their web browsing history. And this is something the right can get behind because they're mad at him. Exactly. Draft emails. Oh, they can, they can record keystrokes. I mean, you got to watch that. That is nuts. Wow. Yeah. And, and like a warrant should be with specificity. I don't think you can say I'm looking, or I would, I would not say this was constitutional to say, we have to look at everything, and we're looking specifically for stuff pertaining to this thing. Like, I think you can't just have a blanket one year of everything because there is something specific that you're looking for. I would expect it to have a little more specificity, a date, yeah. a device. Instead of all of it, right. I'm interested to see if they comply and what happens if they don't. because yeah, they can just, like, the, when they when Comey supposedly didn't, couldn't figure out the Anthony Weiner laptop in time. So he just made some half-assed announcements and then turned around and uh, took it back because they just couldn't search the hard drive like in a timely manner. I mean, I think you can search a hard, I could search it in seconds. So they, they will be able to just sort through every single thing in that as quickly as they want to. And I mean, it's with, not like they're just looking for that. Yes, thing. with AI that can yeah. quickly get through all that information. Better be careful what we say in front of Google. That's all I got to say. You guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at 4 p.m. on thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform. We will talk to you all tomorrow.